Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Tyler Chesser. Tyler, you're the co-founder and managing partner of CF Capital. You are found on the web at cfcapllc.com. And then you got tylerchesser.com. Tyler, thanks so much for joining us. Josh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, my friend. Absolutely. So CF Capital, multifamily uh, unit investing. Um, you pulled together syndication deals. You're going through a lot of growth. You've had a lot of success. Uh, can, can you kind of tell us a little bit more uh, beyond just kind of like the, the headline there of like who you are, what you do, um, you know, kind of maybe your, your um, how many deals that you've done or what kind of deals you do, region, that sort of thing? Absolutely. Yeah, no. So I'll, I'll give a little bit of background. And, you know, I got into real estate after really dropping out of the corporate world um, to, a, to a large degree, because I, I learned very quickly that I was becoming sort of a cog of this, you know, this, this ladder that I was looking to climb over the next few decades. And so I was looking for a different path. And ultimately, long story short, I found real estate. Yeah. And I got started in real estate in the sales side of things. I was selling actual commercial property and I learned the power of commercial real estate. I learned the power of creating, you know, additional revenue streams, income streams through real estate and through owning real estate. And that's really how the wealthy think. And um, it was really fascinating to, you know, fr- shift my mindset from trading my time for money, you know, to trading my resources for more resources and more time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that was a profound shift in my life. And so I started to invest in multifamily properties a little over four and a half years ago personally, and then started forming more larger partnerships and doing bigger deals. And, you know, ultimately over the past, you know, five years or so, I've built a portfolio of, of, of over 500 units. And then wow. we formed um, CF Capital, uh, actually this year, myself and, uh, and a business partner, uh, actually who I met in the brokerage space. Um, you know, we, we ultimately formed this company where we partner with accredited investors to acquire larger assets. And over the next five years, our goal is to acquire 10,000 units across the Southeast United States. We're, we're based in Louisville, Kentucky, and um, we're, we're kind of uniquely positioned to really access some very attractive opportunities throughout Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, and even some of the uh, Midwestern kind of markets in, in uh, Ohio. And we look to expand further beyond that just from a migration standpoint. It is about occupancy. It is about job opportunities, but it is about, hey, well, where, where do people want to live? And, um, you know, ultimately the success of an asset has to do with, you know, the occupancy and the demand at the end of the day, supply and demand 101 economics 101. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's what we do. And, um, it's really exciting. It's also very competitive. Um, you know, so we always try to deliver beyond expectations and treat folks as we would want to be treated. And, mm. uh, you know, our investors for folks, it's like, look, if we, if we were to invest in this deal, how would we want to be treated and mm. how would we sort of repurpose our capital? How would we invest in these deals ongoing and create a referral business? So that's what we do. Yeah. Um, so for you, um, was it unintentional or was it accidental? How did you stumble across real estate and say, yes, this is for me? 
Yeah, no, it's really interesting because when I was in the corporate world, I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, I was looking around and I'm seeing these folks that are 20, 30 years ahead of me in their careers. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, is that who I want to become? Mm. And so I started to have these deep questions uh, of myself because I didn't have an entrepreneurial background. Like my family, you know, we're, we're not entrepreneurs. And so that was never a frame of reference that I ever considered. And so I started to ask these questions and say, all right, well, you know, what else could be possible for my professional career? The first thing I thought of was let's get the resume out and let's revamp the resume and let's start sending it out and let's start to find other corporate opportunities because that's where my sort of modalities were. That's where my model of the world was, you know, was that, Hey, you know, to, to get somewhere else, I've got to, you know, trade my time for, you know, a different type of opportunity. And so, with all that said, I started to kind of ask questions around. It's like, well, what else could I do? I was actually doing international marketing for a Fortune 500 company. And I started to ask around like, hey, you know, where else, you know, may I fit, you know? And, and I actually had a background in sales previous to that. I actually um, was working as a, a sales manager for another company. And, you know, I ultimately started to think, well, maybe sales is a different path for me. So I started to talk to folks and Long story short, I was able to get in some conversations with folks in the real estate sales space. And I said, you know, this is an interesting space, but it was my first step into the entrepreneurial world because, you know, I was out on my own. I became a 1099 individual immediately who really, you know, I had to eat what I killed, so to speak, and there was nothing guaranteed. So I was kind of, you know, by happenstance kind of placed into this entrepreneurial type of endeavor. Um, you know, but I, I found that I really loved it, but I did not love, I actually started selling residential real estate. So I did not love that because it was very emotional, but I started to learn, you know, it was interesting. I looked around and I saw these properties. I had no idea that that was also real estate, which is crazy to even say, you know, you look around and you see the, the Jiffy Lube on the corner, you see the yeah. apartment complex. To me, that was not real estate. Real estate to me was a single family home. Yeah. And so that, so I started to switch my mindset when I started to learn about that. And I started to network in that space. And, you know, it all kind of happened. Like when I look back, it's like the dots connect so easily. But it was, you know, a little bit of a curious sort of path. And I was just, you know, at first I was looking to survive. I was looking to increase my income. Um, but ultimately, I started to look for more fulfillment. I looked for how can I grow as an individual? Because it became very competitive. You know, I was also someone who didn't have a network in the space. And so I had to dig deep within myself to find what other skills do I need to develop? you know, what other sort of mindset sort of, you know, shifts do I need to make? And so that became ultimately what I became most uh, excited about was the growth that I experienced as an individual. And so that's, that's what I'm super passionate about now is just growing and owning my own personal mastery. Yeah. Um, so wh why is that so important for to be successful in real estate? You keep talking about, you know, your, your own personal growth, but I think it could be easy for someone to say, whoop-de-doo. It's just buying and investing in, in properties. I, you know, I don't get it. It's, it seems they might look at it from the outside and say, well, this is just much more transactional than what you're saying. Excuse me. I needed to take a, a quick sip there, but yes, from what, a, what I, um, the first thing that I saw was it was very stressful because first of all, I was managing an irregular income, right? And where I came from, you know, having a paycheck every two weeks. And yeah. so that's the stability of that, at least from a mindset perspective, was much different than stepping into an entrepreneurial role. And so the roller coaster of, Hey, if this deal doesn't work out, how am I going to, how am I going to pay my bills? You know, whatever that may be. And so that was the first step for me was owning and really mastering stress and understanding fear and really getting, you know, conscious about, you know, what that was all about and how can I 
live within that uncertainty because what Tony Robbins says is the more uncertainty that you can, you know, endure, the more success that you can create in your life. And that's maybe not the exact direct quote, but I find it to be fascinating. And so I kind of went down these rabbit holes. It's like, well, you know, if that's true, what else is true? And one thing I realized about myself is that through this process, my curiosity was something that could never be fully quenched. And I also learned that being multidisciplinary and multifaceted was one of the ways that I could become dominant in my industry. And, you know, if I just wanted to get by, if I just wanted to be slightly above average, of course, you know, I could just focus on investing and learning all the tactics and strategies to, to do that. But if I wanted to be the best of the best, if I wanted to be a master of influence to other people, which at the end of the day in real estate, it is about your network. It is about, you know, your relationships and, it is about, you know, influencing other people, especially in negotiation, as an example, you know, of course, we can look at it from a perspective of, hey, what are your principles that you, you know, you're not willing to give up on? What are my principles that I'm not willing to give up on? And, you know, is there anything that we can sort of meet in the middle on? Or we can say, hey, wait a minute, you know, everything that humans do, you know, are based on emotions. And how can we understand these emotions intimately, you know, within ourselves, as well as other people. And so studying psychology, studying biology, studying, you know, how do people deal with fear and stress and what, what sort of telltale signs do they give to me when I'm having a discussion with them? And it's very, very interesting to learn how much really at the end of the day, how much value you can create through having a deep and, you know, multifaceted understanding of these type of principles. In addition to, you know, managing your own stress as, you know, while you're managing your business, you're working on your business and in your business, it's something that's extremely important and something that, you know, it's, it's really a fun thing. It's, I almost look at it as a game now. It's like, well, what else, how else could I apply in innovative thinking from, you know, a philosophy that Marcus Aurelius talked about 2000 years ago to my business today in 2020. <laughs> and it's really exciting. And also it really helps me set my business apart from the average ordinary business out there. Because in my opinion, you either are the best of the best or you get crushed, especially in this business. And I've absolutely seen that. And, you know what, I'm committed, you know, to doing whatever it takes. And to me, doing whatever it takes is investing in my own mindset and my own ability to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, So in the world of real estate investing, obviously, there are a lot of options, single family, commercial. Um, So it sounds like you mainly are looking for uh, multi MDUs, right? Yeah, multifamily. Yeah, multifamily apartment complexes. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you why. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you look at it from especially even the pandemic standpoint, you know, human beings, we we need food, water and shelter. You know, those are the necessities. And of course, in good times, folks like to have luxuries. They like to have, you know, they like to travel. They like to go in hotels. They like to drive in very nice cars. Um, When times are tough, you know, at the end of the day, they still need food, water, and shelter. And we find multifamily apartment complexes to be not only a risk-adjusted way to grow your capital, but it's also a way to preserve capital. You know, we look at it from an inflation perspective. You look out, you look out in our world today and, you know, we've got, you know, money printed, you know, to oblivion to a certain degree. And what does that do to the value of your dollar? Now, if you're invested in multifamily apartment complexes, you know, at the end of the day, your rent will also follow the path of inflation. And so the same happens to the value of the asset. You know, not only that, but you've got multiple ways to drive revenue, to drive your top line, to manage your expenses, to add value, whether we go in and say, all right, we've got an underperforming asset and there's various different, you know, tactics that we can employ 
to raise the quality of this asset or perhaps even reposition it. And that's the other thing from a multidisciplinary perspective that I think is important, you know, with my marketing background and understanding psychology and understanding perceptions Mm -hmm. of human beings, we go into an asset and say, look, this is totally rebranded or this is totally branded in a, in an incorrect capacity. We need to rebrand this asset so that we can attract the appropriate tenants and employ a new business plan and raise the value of this asset so that after five or seven years, we sell or refinance the deal and our investors win as well as the quality of the community. And so, you know, our, our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process, not only for our investors, not only for our employees, but also for the communities that we're investing in. So we think it's a win-win for everybody. And, um, you know, I, I believe in multifamily. I've seen it work really well in good times and bad. So, you know, that's the thing I love about it. It's a long game and, you know, you need to be prepared for, for any side of that coin. When someone invests in a multiple dwelling unit, uh, how, I mean, I guess there's varying levels of involvement in the project, of course, um, but typically, like, are you, uh, well, I would imagine you'd have a management company. I, I just wonder, you know, how involved, and I, the reason I ask this is I, I noticed that, you know, you know in, on your website, like, uh, what's the term that you use? Elevating communities together, right? And so, how involved are you in the community, the, the community of people, uh, you know, with whom that you're working with in terms of like the tenants for the properties? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And for all of our assets that we invest in, we utilize third-party property management. And, you know, essentially what that means at the end of the day is that we we employ great people who know these neighborhoods, who know these markets, who know these assets, who know these people that are boots on the ground every single day. And ultimately, you know, CF Capital, myself, my business partner, our team are responsible for being the asset managers of these assets. And we are, you know, we're stewards of the capital that we invest that our, you know, our private investors, our passive investors invest with us. And at the end of the day, we implement a business plan and a strategy and a vision that we set for an asset based on, you know, based on research, based on our understanding of the potential of this asset, as well as, you know, market research, so on and so forth. And so we essentially manage the manager and, you know, we're on top of the boots on the ground team to say, Hey, you know, this is going well, or this is not going well. And what can we do to collaborate with them? So, you know, we do not manage within our team and that's not our expertise. That's not really, you know, what sets us apart. But what we do is we're hands-on with everything that we do and we set the vision and we implement that vision through really being asset managers. Awesome. So um, when, uh, so right now you have an offer, you, you're, you're putting together syndication deals. Um, and so if someone's an investor, uh, they can connect with you, be a part of that deal. Can you can kind of explain like who that person is, like who they should be, their background, like who you prefer to work with, maybe, um, you know, like culture fit as well. Like you I don't know if it really, you know, you don't necessarily after, it doesn't sound like you're really after sharks. <laughs> no, you know, no, uh, no uh, slumlords here. <laughs> no, you know, it's so funny. We, uh, we are definitely not slumlords and, <laughs> you know, it, it certainly has to be a culture fit because it has to be people that, you know, they're looking for win-win situations. Yeah. They're looking for win-win scenarios. You know, we're not looking to strip, burn and turn properties and, and leave communities decimated just for in the name of profit, because we believe that, you know, the better we treat people, the better that we will be treated. And a friend of mine in the industry has a has a slogan that he lives by that says, 
do good and do well. And I love that. And um, so that's, you know, essentially a mantra that we, we sort of incorporate as well. But, you know, the folks that, that fit our opportunities um, to be a passive investor. And also, by the way, I'm a passive investor with others as well. So I know what it feels like. I know what, I know what the process looks like from that vantage point. So we always treat, you know, our deals um, like we would want to be treated in that seat as well. But, you know, to be a passive investor with us, um, you know, folks will need to be accredited investors as defined by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, um, the United States uh, SEC. And basically what that means is that, you know, you you have earned, you know, over $200,000 of the past two years and you expect to earn, you know, that or more in the current, you know, calendar year. And or your your you and your spouse have earned three hundred thousand dollars over the past two years, and you expect to do the same in the current year. Or you have a million dollar net worth, not including your primary residence. And, and one thing to note is that their their definition of as of a accredited investor continues to evolve to a certain degree. So we'll need to stay on top of that. And I think they're actually evolving it as we speak. Some of those requirements may be changing a bit. So we'll, we'll stay on top of that. But as it is defined currently, that is the requirement. And, you know, typically the minimum investment in our deals are is about $50,000. So certainly no small check size. Um, and it is illiquid. You know, it's not a deal where you say, hey, I'm going to invest in this deal. And then six months later, I want my money back. Right. You know, you, you committed for five, seven, 10 years, depending on the asset. And obviously we're always paying attention to what's the best way for us to exit this deal. Is it, mm. you know, do we need to hold on for seven years if that's what we plan for, but the market's giving us an opportunity to exit in two or three, yeah. obviously we remained, you know, plugged into that process and do what's best for everybody involved. What does ROI typically, I mean, it's, it's, there's no typical, but I mean, you know, what, what would you aim for? What's average for an exit? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, you know, it's so interesting because in the beginning of the pandemic, we're thinking, great buying opportunities. This is going to be awesome. Um, and obviously, we're, we try to be compassionate as well and recognize the the level of, you know, challenges that were presented by the pandemic. So let me just say that. But but also, I did, you know, kind of looking back, it's like, wow, you know, the, the, the industry has gotten more competitive. And so yields have been compressed. Um, you know, risk has been slightly increased just based on the uncertainty of the marketplace yeah. in so many different capacities. However, I will tell you that, like you said, I mean, there is no typical, you know, but typically we try to strive for, you know, we call it an internal rate of return. You could call it a return on investment, which is basically a pretty complex, you know, calculation of, hey, here's my dollars in, my dollars out, you know, including my cash flows received on a monthly, yearly basis. Um, but we typically look to achieve between a 12 to 15% return on investment, you know, totally. And, you know, that also includes, you know, your, your monthly distributions. We always pay a preferred return. And there's also a participation in the upside there. You know, mm -hmm. typically it's, you know, 70 or, you know, 60% of the upside as well um, that investors get to participate in. Also beyond that, you know, you've got some immeasurable tax benefits um, being a part of these deals. We do pass those through directly to our investors. And so a lot of our folks really love that. We also do cost segregations to where folks can enjoy bonus depreciation uh, early on, which is really, you know, a great mechanism for folks in, in terms of protecting and preserving their capital. But um, yeah, we typically look for about a 12 to 15%. You know, there are times, as I mentioned, if we were to exit earlier on a deal than we expected where we can hit 20% or more, but we, we like to under promise and over deliver rather than the opposite. Sure. Sure. Great. So someone's been listening to us. They're like, okay, I like this guy. Tyler's got a great, like, again, I, 
you know, you have a very likable philosophy. I mean, I, I appreciate your, your take on this. Um, where would someone get started? Where do they go? What do they do? Yeah. So we've on our website, just go to cfcapllc.com. There's a button there in the very middle that says invest with us. Mm-hmm. And basically what that's getting you to do is really just fill out a brief form there and it will give you a prompt to schedule a 15 minute, 15 minute meeting with myself or my business partner, Brian. And from there, we just have a quick conversation, you know, and, and our goal is to learn about your goals. Our, our goal is to learn about you as an individual. And, you know, there's a lot of times where we say, hey, you know, this may not be a fit for you. And there's mm-hmm. times where we say, hey, this is a great fit for you. And so, you know, we'd be happy to share opportunities with you for your consideration. There's never any pressure for any folks to invest with us. But, you know, once you fill out that form, then you'll be on our distribution list to be notified of future opportunities, which then, you know, we'll have, you know, 15 to 30 days of a kind of decision making process. And from there, we'll answer your questions, we'll provide all the materials and you can say, hey, this looks good. Let's let's go for it. And um, and, and that's basically how it works. Yeah. Awesome. Tyler Chesser, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. You are the co-founder, managing partner with CF Capital, found on the web at cfcapllc.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.